for great-looking T-shirts, hoodies, and sweatshirts. The TNT Shop is now open at tntradio.live. The conversation continues with Bruce DeTorres on today's News Talk TNT Radio. This is World Stage, exposing the tyrannies and exploring our power with deep dives into history, current events, dangerous trends, and the nature of reality. Before I introduce my guest, I want to talk for a minute about a recent post at chrishedges.substack.com on February 29th, Aaron Bushnell's Divine Violence. Third paragraph down, he writes, young men and women sign up for the military for many reasons, but starving, bombing, and killing women and children is usually not amongst them. Shouldn't, in a just world, the U.S. fleet break the Israeli blockade of Gaza to provide food, shelter, and medicine? Shouldn't U.S. warplanes impose a no-fly zone over Gaza to halt the saturation bombing? Shouldn't Israel be issued an ultimatum to withdraw its, for its forces from Gaza? Shouldn't the weapons shipments, billions in military aid and intelligence provided to Israel be halted? Shouldn't those who commit genocide, as well as those who support genocide, be held accountable? These simple questions are the ones Bushnell's death forces us to confront. I've been reading and following Chris Hedges for years. He is a man of immense heart, compassion, intelligence, and dedication. ChrisHedges.substack.com. I highly recommend him, as I have been for years. As much as I am ex excited to introduce Steve Kirsch, philanthropist, truth teller, and critical thinker who founded the COVID-19 Early Treatment Fund in April 2020 to help end the pandemic. Then, after hearing disturbing stories from friends about vaccine injuries and deaths, Steve founded the Vaccine Safety Research Foundation in October 2021. VacSafety.org, Vac with a C, VacSafety.org. He writes about COVID mitigation policies, vaccines, corruption, censorship, and early treatments at KirschSubstack.com, K-I-R-S-C-H, Substack.com. Quote, the data shows that vaccines are ruining the health of Americans and driving the epidemic in a variety of health conditions. Unquote. As inventor of the optical mouse, Steve was a high-tech serial entrepreneur before retiring at age 64. Thank you very much for joining me today, Steve. How are you? Good. It's good to be here, Bruce. Thanks. Thank you for inviting me. Have you been on a TNT show before? Oh, yeah. I'm not surprised. And we are lucky to, to have you. In the, in the Mount Rushmore, I could carve a 4, 8, 12, let's say, a luminary such as yourself. You have a prominent position, my friend. In my estimation of what you've given to this effort to find and share the truth about all things COVID. And I'd like to start, but with your origin story. I, I could read it. I printed it. But how you would summarize for, let's say, an audience meeting you for the first time, Steve's, Steve's discovery and entry into the world of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the quick summary is that I was um, uh, uh, drinking the Kool-Aid. And what happened is that one of my followers on, on Twitter 
wrote to me and I and and asked me this question and she said uh, is the vaccine safe and I'm I write her back I said of course it's safe it's the safest thing ever it's, uh, and then and then and then I at the end I say why are you asking such a stupid question everybody knows that and and this is in um uh in like April uh of uh 2021 Okay, so it wasn't that long ago. And she, so she, she writes me back and she says, well, three of my relatives got the vax and they died a week later and they were perfectly healthy before they got the vaccine. And so I write her back. I say, it's impossible. You know, thinking that she's blaming the vaccine. The vaccine is only kills one in a, one in a million. If it killed three people, that'd be like one in a million, you know, cubed, which would be 10 to the 18th. And uh, it'd be statistically impossible. I like you, this, your story couldn't even exist. And, and she says, yeah. so I said, that's impossible. And she said, yeah, but they're dead. And so I said, look, either she's lying to me or someone's not telling me the truth. So a week later, my carpet cleaner shows up at my door and, and he's wearing a mask. I'm having a hard time. I said, Tim, Tim, haven't you heard the news? You, you get a, Two vaccines, you don't have to take out, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. So I'm I'm like totally buying everything I've been told and I'm mm. regurgitating it. And you know, it just goes in one ear and it goes out the mouth, and there's no processing because you trust the people that you heard it from. And so Tim says, Well, I had a heart attack two minutes after I got the vax. I said, Really? He said, Yeah. And he said, I've never been the same uh, since then. My life has been hell since then, and it is not. It has just gotten worse since that time. It changed my life irrevocably, irrevocably. And he said his wife is all was also affected as well. And I said, okay, this is not a coincidence. This is statistically impossible. If they're telling. Um, the government cannot be telling me the truth because my friend, this guy is not lying to me because he showed me the pictures. And uh, so at this point, I knew the government was lying. There's just had, no doubt. Right. Like one, you, one of them had to be lying. And, and, and Tim, Tim had the pictures. <laughs> he wasn't lying. And, and I brought up the, the topic. He wasn't there to convince me to become an anti-vaxxer. He was just here there to clean my carpets. And this was just a side conversation. So there is no doubt that Tim was telling the truth. And if Tim is telling the truth, then there is no doubt that the government was lying. So I knew at that point. And then it was just, uh, just to make sure I wasn't missing anything and uh, uh, that it wasn't just coincidence. I then started looking at the VAERS data. And at that point, it was, it was all over. It was completely over for me. I went from being a total fan of Fauci, believer in the FDA, to, wow, these guys are incredibly corrupt and they've killed millions of people. And it took you because you're you nine days, because that's what that's how you can read data. You previously uh MIT trained, I think it's in mathematics, went on to be this tech success with a couple of companies with billion dollar valuations, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it took you nine days as you, as I read. Yeah, but it took me a lot less than that, actually. You know, I mean, I, as soon as I heard those cases, I knew that the, the jig was up because, you know, mentally you can do the calculation about the statistical probabilities. And, uh, yeah. and then it, it's just, uh, uh, more satisfying your belief system that, uh, you know, because people's belief systems are, are, are hard to change. Uh, but you know, this, you know, essentially 65 years of, of trust in authority evaporated instantly, um, when you were confronted with this, because the data was un unmistakable. You can't, you can't deny the data. And, uh, you know, so there's just, there's no way out for me. <laughs> there is no, there is no mental excuse about, oh, well, whatever, you know, the, 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 I, and I would have found out sooner if anyone had pointed me at the data, right? But I had, the problem is I had no reason to distrust what I was hearing because CNN was saying it, you know, and New York Times is saying it. My local newspaper, the San Jose Mercury was saying it. The doctors were saying it, like everybody's saying it. So, so there's like no reason for me to, to even question whether there could be corruption in the trials or it wasn't done right, or they unethically excluded people or they fudged the data or any of this other stuff. There was simply no reason for me to have looked at the data. But as soon as my friends started um, saying something, right. uh, I decided to look at the data and, and man, do I regret not having done this uh, 60 years ago. Well, you, and you, like many, uh, use the metaphor, you went from being blue-pilled to being red-pilled. Now, that's a journey for some people that can take different amounts of time. Yeah. My impression is you you hit a concrete barrier and went through the windshield almost oh, instantly. It's yeah, like, yeah, I was, you it's, know. It's like Dorothy out of the black and white cabin into the colorful land of where the heck am I? What kind of a world now you're in, Steve? Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's the equivalent uh, everybody's telling you it's safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective. And you pick up the phone the next day and you found out you, uh, 10, 10, 10 of your friends died uh, on the same day that they got their vaccine. Okay. It's an instant transformation for anybody who is a critical thinker. Because that's uh, the equivalent of what I was presented with. I was presented with overwhelming evidence that could not be true if the FDA and the CDC were telling the truth. And these guys have done nothing but lying and obfuscating and hiding from public debate. Like if you, you know, if you're not sure who to believe, if you don't think, you know, that I'm telling you the truth or the FDA are not sure who to believe, it's really easy. All you have to do is look at who is running from the debate and look at who is trying to get a debate. So I offered these guys a million dollars to come to the table for a five hour conversation where I would ask them questions, a million bucks for five hours. And if one of them came, they'd keep the million bucks. If four of them came, they'd split it to, you know, 250K each. $250,000 for four hours? Like who would turn that down? Turns out that everybody on the ASAP committee turned it down. What does that tell you? What's the ASAP committee? ASAP is the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices. It's the outside committee used by the CDC. They turned it down. They don't want to talk to you. They don't want they want they, to you. for a million bucks, they wouldn't talk to me for four hours. None of them. Okay. And, and that's if you just, have any doubt about who's telling you the truth and who's 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 hiding, <laughs> that, that one. 
that makes it really clear. And that's what that's why I made the offer because I knew they wouldn't take the money because they won't take it wouldn't matter if it was $10 million. These guys do not want to be caught on camera answering any hard questions. No. And you have been you're the you're you're the aroused giant, you know, that the Japanese, some Japanese uh, military when they after Pearl Harbor said, you know, I think we just wake, wake, you know, arouse the sleeping giant or a sleeping lion or a tiger. Yeah. Talk, talk about what, what you've been doing since 2021, because almost instantly and well, very quickly, you published, should I get vaccinated? I think a couple of hundred pages of what you had found just in a month or two. Yeah. Um, and, but also my show is your show, Steve, because knowing the amount of time that we have, it could please fill somewhere as much as you want with chapter and verse of how bad the shots are for those in the audience who don't who still think it's uh, safe or they just think this <laughs> is conspiracy theory stuff and then every other angle of all the work that you're doing and I've got lots to ask you about those things yeah. about the state of awakeness now and the looming milestones let's say that might be approaching this year which what do you want to take on first for your new friend Bruce yeah, well, so let, let's just start with the, the 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 top level. Like, what's the takeaway here? You know, people have to run and and they don't have time to listen to the whole interview. The the key takeaway points are the following: the COVID vaccines are the most dangerous vaccines of all time. There is absolutely no reason for anybody. I don't care what your comorbidities are. Nobody should be taking these shots. Not only is there no clinical benefit that is demonstrated. They kill it kills you. It's it's killed probably on the order of it's over 10 million people worldwide have been killed by these vaccines. Far more people have been killed by the vaccines than from by the COVID virus. And most of the deaths, like 90% of the deaths from the COVID virus, are from the hospital treatment protocols. You know, I, I would do these surveys on on Twitter or X all the time. And I would always ask, so which killed more people? the vaccine or the virus. And people would always be asking, people would be writing back, but you should write about the hospital protocols. You know, that's what's really killing people. So it turned out that 90% of the deaths from COVID are, are being, are these deaths in hospitals caused by the hospital treatment protocols. And this was never, um, the, the, the best case the best evidence of that is Paul Merrick. And he was treating people with his ivermectin protocol and various um, other methods for COVID. And he was getting like 100% success rate. Nobody was dying on his watch. And he was told to do, he, he, the hospital called him and they said, no, 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 that's not the way we operate. We have to go with the CDC protocol so we don't get sued. And so you have to treat people according to the CDC protocol, which means, um, give them uh, uh, remdesivir and then intubate them and then let them die. And then we get a $100,000 bonus. And Paul said, um, okay, okay, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll try your protocol. Five of, the next five of his patients died. And he went into his management and he said, look, um, I'm not going to continue doing this anymore. Either I get to do, treat patients the way I want to treat them or I'm out of there. And he, they basically, um, he ended up resigning. 
over that. So number one is do not take the COVID vaccine. If you've already taken it, I'm sorry about that, but do not take any more. And the, but but the good news before number two is the fact that you yourself took maybe one or two, right? And you're you're all right. So not every batch. It's not an not, automatic consignment to injury or death, right? Co co correct. Right. And correct. also, I just want to reintroduce you before we throw it to a break. Steve Kirsch, philanthropist, truth teller, teller critical thinker, posts at kirschsubstack.com, K-I-R-S-C-H, substack.com. Here now is important information from today's news talk, TNT. TNT's Pervoy Morich. Trans women's milk, as good as breast milk, says NHS Trust. Yesterday, drug-induced chest-feeding liquid comparable to that from mothers when it comes to baby nourishment claims hospital. An NHS Trust has said that breast milk produced by men is as good for babies as that produced by mother who has given birth. I wonder if I should experiment with that the next time I have a kid. I really, I, 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 I have nothing, I don't know what else to say. I mean, we're just observing the insanity of clown world. Um, yeah. Pervoy Morich on today's News Talk TNT. A better business tip from TNT Radio. News Talk Radio listeners are some of the most active and involved listeners of any format. TNT Radio listeners rely on TNT Radio often as their primary source of information. They trust TNT Radio and are highly engaged with the content. If you'd like more information about advertising on TNT Radio, simply fill out your details on our contact page and we'll be in touch. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. I'm going to say it just once. This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. If you missed your favorite TNT show or interview, simply listen or watch it when you want, wherever you want. Just visit episodes on the TNT Radio website or on rumble.com, BitChute, or Brighteon. We're also on all the major pl podcast platforms, including Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, Podbean, iHeart, and TuneIn. Now, there's no reason to miss anything on TNT. Steve Kirsch, you just well elucidated. The number one takeaway for those who might not be able to stay with us the whole hour is do not take any of the COVID shots. More about that or what is the other next prime takeaway? Uh, so, so the other one is just don't get vaccinated at all. The, there have been studies that uh, compare kids that have had no vaccines with kids that have that are fully vaccinated and they're in the peer-reviewed literature every single study that has done that comparison shows that the kids who are have no vaccines whatsoever are dramatically healthier than the kids who are fully vaccinated and so if i had to do it over knowing what I know, I would have never vaccinated my kids, nor would I have given them the vitamin K shot. Because that's a, a, that is a vaccine in disguise. They call it a vitamin K shot, but it is a vaccine in disguise. It is injected into people. Do not inject. Vitamin K can be given orally for supplementation uh, if you're concerned. Do not inject anything in your child. That is the message. If 
if man needed to have injections, uh, we would have been born with a needle in our our mouth. Uh, it's 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 a natural way uh, to introduce stuff into the body that bypasses the body's normal defense mechanisms, and you have to be extremely careful and know what you're doing. And it turns out that we don't. And so, for example, um, the flu shots are extremely dangerous. They kill people. They, it's an unsafe vaccine. An unsafe vaccine is supposed to kill one person per million on, on the shots. These things are at least an order of magnitude, if not two orders of magnitude worse than that. And I have the Medicare data to prove it. But you see, Medicare never, the CDC never shows you the Medicare data on any of this stuff. In fact, the CDC doesn't show you the data, the uh, record level data on any of this stuff. They don't make any of these stuff, the, this stuff public. And when they do a study, like they did a study with the, um, they said, oh, you know, you should get your booster shots. It reduces the, the vaccine efficacy is over uh, or is almost 50% uh, within the first, uh, uh, I forget, it was like uh, 15 days or something like that. And then it dropped off dramatically. Um, and of course, the data is not available. And that 99 million person study that they said, oh, the vaccines are, you know, have uh, benefits, the benefits outweigh the risk. The data's not available. Isn't it funny how in the history of man, in the history of the world, not a single world government has ever made the record level data available so somebody could do a time series analysis on the data to prove that the vaccines are safe and effective and are doing the job that it is represented to, to do. For some reason, every government in the entire world since the beginning of time has kept this information from the public until just recently, when one courageous database administrator named Barry Young in New Zealand uh, revealed the record level data in, in New Zealand, and he gave me a copy of it, and I obfuscated the data and published it. And, you know, not a single person was injured by that, by, um, by publishing the data. But, you know, not a single, not a single epi epidemiologist in the world has said, I've looked at that data, and this data proves the vaccines are safe and effective. Not a single epidemiologist. This is the first time ever this data has been made available. Everybody should be crawling over this saying, great, we're finally going to find out whether the vaccines are safe and effective. Silence. Mm -hmm. Silence from the epidemiologists of the world. Silence. And now, what does that tell you? Well, you know? it, it just tells me to remind everybody at your substack, kirschsubstack.com, and also at vaxsafety.org, people can see what you're posting on your Substack regularly going back. Uh, I don't know. You'll, you'll tell me when you started your Substack. That was a while are ago. The, yeah. Are the resources that are cited with your sources for the official records that allow you to assert what you're asserting with such certainty. So folks can look at this for themselves and apply their critical thinking and also see either live on Thursday nights or the playbacks on Rumble through vaxsafety.org, your interviews with the likes of Barry Young, who you just talked to, I think it was Thursday night. And it's, it's 
You're pro- you alone are providing overwhelming evidence to at least create reasonable doubt. Because if folks would and should think of themselves as jurors at a trial, here's what Fauci and the CDC and the officials say. Now here are these other witnesses, Steve Kirsch, Sasha Ladipova, Dr. Merrill Nass, Naomi Wolf. And now you, dear individual, must critically think, rely on yourself, because no one can save you but but yourself. But the bigger picture of the your red-pilled experience, Steve, into this enormous, broad and deep tyranny that is our our culture, our society, our government. I'm just hanging that out there as an umbrella to get your thoughts on if you want, unless, and please do, continue with the top two. That was top two about, you know, major, major takeaways. I want to save time, you know, we've got plenty of time left for the ins and outs of the things that are going on now as you see them, the things that you're working on and the efforts that you're making to uh, continue to bring this Fourth, what are you, what are your thoughts in reply to these these some of the things I just highlighted? Well, let me um, um, let me talk about the third topic, um, which is the censorship. You know, uh, uh, Kennedy said it best: is anytime they they use censorship as a weapon, and any anybody who uses censorship as a weapon, they're always on the wrong side of the issue. Who's who's using censorship as a weapon? The United States government is. And that should concern everybody, right? Because you don't have to figure out who to believe again. Like, is this guy telling the truth or not? The government is censored. The government is supposed to be as a constitutional duty to uphold free speech is censoring speech. What does that tell you? So, you know, that's another, and by the government, we're not just talking about the, the United States federal government. We're also talking about the um, uh, the censorship of physicians by their medical board. So if you speak out against the narrative, you find yourself out of a job and you find your medical license is taken away so that you can't make a living anymore. So your life is destroyed. And so I know a lot of people who are not willing to have their lives destroyed for speaking out. And the medical journals that all of these medical professionals rely on as a source of truth, the peer-reviewed medical literature, is corrupt to the core. And in fact, I talked with the editor of of a leading journal recently. It wasn't quite the BMJ, but not, not far from there. And he admitted that, yeah, yeah, we, we take down articles um, based on whether we agree philosophically with the people or not. So in other words, if they think you're an anti-vaxxer, they will uh, retract your article. Now, they're supposed to retract it based on science. It's not supposed to be based on ad hominem attacks. But this guy basically admitted to me that, um, yeah, we, um, it's, it's, it's common practice. It's done by all the journals. You can't do anything about it. It's existed for, for forever. Everybody knows about it. Quit whining and 
you know, get, get with the program. And it's like, comply with the corruption. <laughs> I don't need to comply with the corruption. There's no incentive for me to comply with the corruption. Because complying with the corruption just enables it even further. And it's gone on long enough. You know, we recently had our paper, um, I co-authored a paper with Peter McCullough and others on uh, uh, lessons learned during the COVID uh, crisis. And it was published in this medical journal, Curious. And um, lo and behold, we find it's retracted. Uh, not long after it was published. And the, here's the interesting thing. It had it had more reads than any other than virtually any other paper published in the journal. It had a higher SIQ rating, which is a rating of quality, than any other paper published in the journal. And there were no substantive uh, complaints about the 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 paper uh, that was brought to the attention of any of the editors. In other words, they only complained that we were anti-vaxxers, not that our paper was wrong. And so, of course, the paper retracts it. And so, I don't like having one of my papers retracted. So, I said to the, um, uh, to the journal, say, okay, look, I'm going to give you like uh, eight or nine options. And uh, if, you want, if, you choose one, if you want to choose one, we'll go with your, uh, your choice. Otherwise, um, we'll go with my choice, which is I'm going to sue you for $100 million so this stuff never happens again. And I'd like to, to do a RICO suit with all of the journals, but in order to bring a RICO suit, you need to be a government entity. And unfortunately, I'm not a government entity yet, but this is just so, so corrupt. And are, they, the, are, they are they evaluating your eight or nine options? Uh, no, I haven't sent them the eight or nine yet. I'm about to do that uh, today. I've, I started emailing them on Thursday and heard nothing back. Like, look, I've assembled a bunch of documents that show that this paper was unethically retracted. And it's so obvious, you know, because one of the reasons for retraction is that, oh, well, the journal editors believe that the vaccines were thoroughly tested. Well, that's nice. You know, I'm happy to know what they believe, but it doesn't mean that you have the right to uh, basically retract my paper on just because you believe that the vaccines are safe and effective. Because that's not the way... Uh, medical journals are supposed to work. You're only supposed to retract. Once it's been published, you're only supposed to retract it if there's like serious fraud or if there's a serious error in facts. Yes. And, and as an American, it's as challenging for me to critically think, meaning that one would think that in an honest, in an honest world, the journal would, would say, we believe that the that vaccines are effective and here's why. Wouldn't they post something, right? But they don't they don't understand how they have in question their own assumption about it. That's giving them the benefit of the doubt if they're not knowingly in the pocket of uh, the powers and the forces that want to keep them squeezed into a particular narrative. And continuing about censorship, I recently heard you talk about 
how quickly your Wikipedia entry was revised a couple of years ago, but quickly after you first started publicly questioning vaccines. Is that that's germane to the uh, censorship of uh, truth tellers? Do you want to share that? Yeah, I I received a National County Award uh, at a big ceremony in Washington, D.C., in, in a huge auditorium, and it was presented to me by Hillary Clinton on uh, a once-in-a-lifetime honor uh, for anyone to receive a National Caring Award from the Caring Institute um, in Washington, D.C. And it was posted on my Wikipedia page. As soon as I started speaking out against the vaccine, my award disappeared. Because it, you can't have a guy who's being celebrated by Hillary Clinton as being a good guy and then trying to paint him a picture as this, this guy who's spreading um, disinformation and trying to kill people. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. So they just edit out the part about, well, he and his wife got a national caring award and it's just edited out yeah. for no reason. And it happens right after I start publishing saying that the vaccines are dangerous. So as soon as you start telling the truth, the attack dogs start after you. It's, 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 it's stomach turning to see the, the real life version of 1984 that we're living, the book by George Orwell, that kind of instant revisionism, that kind of instant painting the enemy that they want everyone to disregard because they don't want people to hear, let alone look at, let alone consider and believe what you're bringing forward that's contradicting this narrative and these efforts to enslave, sicken, and kill us at an industrial at an industrial scale, and what what else about censorship, Steve? Uh, it, it's um, it's it's so so tragic because the the net result of the censorship of the trying to paint me as a misinformation spreader uh, of uh, silencing doctors by taking away their medical licenses and all that, you know, it's, it, it's, it's so troubling that they can do it and they get away with it. And not only that, but there is nobody in the mainstream media who is standing for truth and saying, guys, this is wrong. There's nobody at the New York Times that is coming to your rescue. There's nobody at the Wall Street Journal who's coming to your rescue here. There's no, nobody indeed. at the Washington Post that's looking out for truth. That that oh. is that's the nature of this battle right now. And with me is Steve Kirsch, who posts unbelievably urgent and important information about all things COVID and the shots and the censorship and the tyranny that we are up against, cited and sourced at kirschsubstack.com, K-I-R-S-C-H, substack.com. And here now is important information from today's news talk, TNT. De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. A prominent climate skeptic and really a brilliant, brilliant meteorologist, Dr. Ryan Mallard, tweeted today that the idea that 2024 is going to be the warmest on record should be dismissed. Now, first of all, I never say things like that because when you look at the future, you know, it's an infinite system. 
a bunch of things are possible. But you've heard me reference on TNT the rapid drop of temperature that's being forecast in the Indo-Pacific. That's the first thing. Second thing is if you go to CFACT, I show all this. And so it seems like Ryan is echoing the sentiments that I wrote about, all right? That's not to say Ryan didn't come to this independent conclusion. But the fact of the matter is that if it's not this particular year, because the front of the year is going to be very warm, if you take from this middle of summer, coming up in the Northern Hemisphere, it'll be winter in the Southern Hemisphere, into the following year, there could be a dramatic drop in global temperatures. Now, you wanna know something? If there is a dramatic drop, it's so what to me? No one's really going to notice what's going on. The only value of the dramatic drop is you cannot explain, just like you can't explain with the warming, that man is responsible for either one of them. So it opens up these other ideas, natural ideas, that we've been talking about. In any case, I keep looking at the CFSV2 model and it's like it's painting the Pacific Ocean blue, which is exactly opposite where the Pacific Ocean has been for the last, what, 10 years? This is TNT Climate and Weather Watchdog. Meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you got. Meet Norm. He lives with anxiety. But with the help of this latest innovation from Be Normal, he can be normal. Just like everyone else. With the swipe of a finger, you can project happiness, confidence, machismo. Why settle for being real when you can be normal? The Normal Maker. New from Be Normal. This item doesn't really work because there's no such thing as normal. We're all different. What we like, how our brains work. In fact, one in five of us live with mental illness. Don't filter who you are. Start by talking to someone you trust. And remember, there is no normal. The conversation continues with Bruce DeTorres on today's News Talk TNT Radio. Steve Kirsch, I told you, among the Mount Rushmore of 4, 8, 12, maybe 16 illuminaries that I would revere and recommend to folks to learn more and more accurately about COVID and the injections, you are preeminent. You were recently interviewed by Tucker Carlson. Talk about, you know, mainstream folks who can't stay at their platforms if they come too close to third rails they're not allowed to talk about. Was that the first time you'd ever been interviewed with Tucker or, and, and or how did that uh, come about? How do you feel it went? What was that for you? Uh, so yes, that was the first time I was interviewed uh, by Tucker. I was scheduled to be interviewed with him, but uh, there was uh, something happened and one of his uh, fill-ins at uh, 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 Fox uh, interviewed me and I said, uh, yeah, he is expecting a softball interview where where I would uh, trash the Democrats, which I did. And uh, but I also said, hey, you know, the <laughs> the reason is that uh, these vaccines are not safe. And and so I, I started saying some things on Fox that I wasn't supposed to say, like, you know, so, you know, millions of people have been killed by the, these shots. In fact, if you do any kind of surveys, you'll find that uh, more people have been killed by the vaccine uh, than from COVID. <laughs> so there ought to be a vaccine against the vaccine. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I had never been interviewed by him before. I think he was reluctant to interview me because I have this reputation as a misinformation 
uh, spreader and he doesn't want to be, you know, associated with, uh, you know, he's got a tough enough time going up against the narrative as it is. He doesn't need to go, you know, add on somebody who's like, you know, is this guy credible and all this. So I was getting um, messages from my friends like Pierre Corey. He said, hey, Tucker asked about you and and I gave him a good word. And, you know, I said, oh, th hey, th thanks, Pierre, uh, because, uh, you know, Tucker has to be careful about who he brings on his show. So he did the research and uh, uh, he brought me on. And, and uh, at the end, he was pleasantly surprised. He says, wow, that was a great interview. <laughs> and, and he said, you can come on my show anytime. Wow. So, so wow. I, I, you know, hats off to, to, to Tucker for, uh, for realizing that I'm telling the truth. And, and that makes me picture some... Uh, well, I want to know what's your impression of the truth getting out there, the truth making making a difference. I'm aware that the booster uptake is very, very low, so that bodes well for hey, no people at least don't feel that that's necessary. But I do see masks on people instantly as soon as there's any whiff of it on the mainstream. So I, there's a lot of work left cut out for those who are telling truth. What's your uh, what's your impression of Truth coming out that can make a difference to protect us from those who would uh, mandate or even recommend with from a position of authority something that is not safe or effective. Uh, how's progress in, in the truth coming out to protect well, us in your impression? Yeah, I mean, I, th I think it's pretty good, right? Because you look at the uptake of vaccines nowadays and people are, are, saying, are saying like, fool me once, shame on me, fool me mm. twice. Uh, uh, sorry, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And, um, uh, you know, so people are realizing that they've been fooled. And they're realizing it not because they're doing the research. They're realizing it because their friends are dying. Because they've never gone to so many funerals before in their lives. I have one, one guy I know, Jay Bonner, sales guy in seattle and he's he knows 14 people who died unexpectedly he's like that's like he's only known one person died unexpectedly in his life before the vaccines rolled out he knew only one person died unexpectedly since the vaccines he has 14 uh, sorry 15 friends mm -hmm. who died unexpectedly and four of the 15 died on the same day they got the shot. Like, what do you think the chances of that happening randomly are? Like zero. And even worse is that three of them were under 30 and one of them died in their sleep. Let me tell you, you're, the 20-year-olds don't never die in their sleep. They're, unless there's a reason. And it's only happening since the vaccines rolled out, and it's only happening to people who are vaccinated. And you cannot deny that kind of stuff. That's the kind of stuff that never makes it into the medical journals. So the medical journals will say, hey, get your shots. Yeah. You know, the uh, side effects are less than COVID, so get your shots. Well, the fact is, you cannot find, Bruce, you cannot find a cardiologist in anywhere in the world where their business dropped off after the COVID shots came out. Hmm. In fact, a lot of cardiologists had never seen a case of myocarditis 
before the vaccines rolled out because it's so rare but but also rare are i think legions of doctors are seeing that but legions my impression aren't speaking up about it it's still that same small percentage of folks who just have to tell the truth or follow their don't want to be pursued by the medical boards don't want to lose your license just following orders just shut up just shut up and treat the patients and tell them it wasn't the vaccine it's just bad luck they'll never figure it out because they're never put two and two together because the press isn't going to say anything and and just make them think they're the only people in the world that have it that's what that's what we're up against that part of human nature that feels well i won't get caught and it's not my fault if i was told to do it i was just following orders i'm not responsible for it we've heard that uh loudly since i didn't give them the shot say you know yeah i don't have an obligation to tell them what was the vax hey i don't know what's the vax right there's no proof i don't have proof i'm not doing the test right but the likes of plausible deniability yeah yeah and going with the herd you know but critical mass does cause some things but in addition to the real life experience of folks seeing wow these people are there's a lot of folks seeing that who still don't connect the dots i personally have a friend whose wife started having neurological problems and i he knows what i think about the vaccines and he instantly put into the conversation but it wasn't vaccines why well her doctor told her that like okay another buddy of mine can't yeah, play guitar. That, there you and go that, her doctor told her that's that's the yeah. reason and another friend of mine can't play guitar anymore because the only thing wrong with him is he can't use the the far two fingers of his left hand anymore. It's just strange. And I said, you think it could have been the shot? He's like, no, no, no. That, that that started nine months after I got the shot, Brucey. Nine months. It's like nine months. Oh, yeah. There's a rule. It's written in there that <laughs> if you if you lose a, a sensation in, in your your limbs nine months after, it's not the vaccine. Clearly, but back right. to tsunamis of good stuff like the different initiatives you're working on for instance randomly the COVID litigation conference part two and then i want your opinion of the bobby jr's polling numbers what does that say about about awakeness and also the incredible and efficacious work uh, in my opinion of naomi wolf and her dailycloud.io talk about your and uh, your vaxsafety.org and your your Substack and just everything else you could talk about to fire up people to take action to spread words and aspire to become like you yeah not only a misinformation spreader steve a super spreader yeah so um we have a conference coming up here let me see if i can uh, pull up the uh it's march 7th and 8th yeah the it's, horseshoe uh, hotel the yep. website is covidlitigation.com Yep. So you can go to vaxsafety.org, V-A-C-S-A-F-E-T-Y.org, and uh, we'll talk about COVID litigation conference part two, March 7th and 8th in Las Vegas. And we also have a um, another um, uh, uh, conference uh, also uh that happens right after that uh with respect to the uh, the um re uh, the new economy basically uh so uh people should check that out um well and let's talk about each one of those the conference is because 
litigation is going forward for the injured. More than 20,000 COVID-related cases out there. It's basically unseen litigation. We're winning three quarters of these. This is a quote by Warner Mendenhall, an attorney who's going to be at the COVID litigation conference to learn all about it at the at vaxsafety.org. And uh, are you speaking there? Are you? Yeah, I'm speaking at uh, both. Both. Okay. And the second one is, uh, remind me again, you just said it. Uh, sure. Um, uh, it's the, um, it's called Replatform Vegas. So you can look it up, replatformvegas.com. And uh, it's a three-day conference. And uh, there we um, uh, will be talking about the parallel economy. Join us um, uh, to talk about uh, how to create the freedom economy where people don't get debanked and and so forth. Um, so you can check that out, re replatformvegas.com. How closely are you tracking and uh, and doing anything, if any, about the World Health Organization's uh, protocols that have a May kind of date to come on? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I haven't been spending time on that. There are none of the other people uh, who have. I've yeah. just been having my hands full with right. the, uh, right. um, you know, with the censorship and and some of the uh, and the data. I'm about to write a Substack on uh, seven members of the UK Parliament are asking the ONS to produce. Uh, the data set that they should have produced three years ago. It's finally happened. And they're well, not going to be able to, to say no to this request. What's going to be? It's basically going to bring the house down. When's that request? Did they get that request or when are they getting that? It was request? just sent today. Does it leverage the impact of Barry Young in New Zealand? Oh, absolutely. Talk absolutely. about Yeah, it asked for the same, it asked for even more detailed analysis than what. Uh, is cap then we're, what we're capable from the New Zealand data because the UK um, collects uh, more detailed uh, data than New Zealand does. So if we can get, if we can force the um, the uh, National Health, uh, not the National Health Service, the Office of National Statistics in the UK to um, uh, to produce the data, we'll have data transparency for the first time in, in human history. Wow, what was, spectacular. What was the major impact of Barry Young's revelations about the data from New Zealand and or what was your greatest Im impression or maybe new thing from your conversation with him the other night? Yeah, well, I mean, it, 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 his data proved that the the vaccines were killing people. And, you know, he analyzed, I analyzed it a, a, a certain way. I, I, I use a cohort time series analysis and I show that even when... <coughs> And, you know, uh, there, there's there's something called seasonality where in the uh, essentially winter months, uh, the deaths rise and in the summer months, the deaths fall. And this happens, you know, in every country. Um, in New Zealand, it's reversed in terms of uh, when it happens. So it's it, it, the seasons are sort of the reverse of ours. Uh, but the same thing happens. And so what happens is that if you get a vaccine, though, your your mortality rates actually increase. Even when seasonality says that the that your death rate should be falling, your mortality rate should be going down. Um, uh, at that point in time, people who had got the shot, we could see that their mortality rates were climbing at the same time that the rest of the people who didn't get the shots, their mortality was declining. 
So wow. <laughs> there is no doubt. Right. You can't have a disparity like that. That's like, you know, everybody's going in, the, you know, going in this direction and the people who got the vaccine are going in the opposite direction. Right. Right. And and nobody wants to debate me on this stuff. So this this stuff that comes out of the out of, out of the UK, it's got to confirm it because the the vaccine works the same everywhere and it is going to destroy the whole narrative. It's going to force an admission and it's going to force the finger pointing that has to happen. Because what will happen is that the MPs in the UK will say, oh, hey, we uncovered this fraud. Now let's find out who's responsible because it wasn't us. It will all be finger pointing. Everybody will say, and then the doctors will say, well, it wasn't us. You know, it's it was those guys over there. You know, and it's everybody's gonna the the media is gonna say, well, it wasn't us. You know, we just did what the doctors told us to do. Right. Presumably, you're you're gonna keep us posted on your Kirsch Substack. Oh yeah, yeah. I was working on that Substack right before uh, this conversation, so I'm gonna get back to it. When you when you're brainstorming about these things with your peers, Steve, how often, if at all, do one of you wonder how big of a false flag distracting enormous catastrophe the giant powers of the world might perpetrate to distract us from this apparent growing tsunami of awakening of COVID and the shots? I'm I, I, sorry, I, I said again that, that what wasn't was... that a heck of a question. Do you worry like I do? that to distract us from so much truth coming out, they'll uh, blow up, I don't know, Anchorage uh, or, or all of Alaska, uh, blame it on Russia, and now we're in World War III. They already did it with, with uh, Maui, right? I, You know, look, I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't think they do these things on uh, on purpose. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. I'm, I'm not going to get into that. Um, I, it, there's no stopping this. Okay. Nothing they can do to stop this. This letter from the MPs, that is like the the atomic bomb just went off. And we're going to find out. We're going to find out real soon now who to blame. Because if the ONS says we're not going to produce the data, then we're going to say, great. Thank you very much. We now have the scapegoat for who we're going to blame all these dead people on and who they're going to blame. And so the MPs now will go say, hey, it wasn't our fault. We <laughs> we asked the we even asked the ONS for the data and they refused. It is the UK ONS that is the source of this. They are the evil people covering up all this information and they are the reason that people died. Steve Kirsch, I want to thank you so much for joining me. People can follow your amazing work you're publishing at kirschsubstack.com and also the incredible work for truth that you're posting at vaxsafety.org. And I just want to uh, repeat what an inspiration you are, all that you put on the line to pursue and share the truth with your fellow humans. And uh, stay tuned for more great things here on today's News Talk TNT. TNT.